about the re-globalization, I think on the practical level, to illustrate that re-globalization versus de-globalization, it's best described by this trade war or media war. I call it Trump's international political marketing. This is a new term, political marketing, international political marketing. I will explain uh, in the later form. I'm so honored here be the beautiful uh, campus of Johannesburg University and the beautiful country of South Africa. This is my first trip ever to Africa. And uh, I'm afraid with such a beautiful view, I'm talking about something about the war that's very uh, not fitting to the surroundings. But for Confucius Institute, I'm going to talk more another person. Instead of Confucius, we know very well here, I'm talking about Sun Tzu, his art of a war, which he lives the similar time period with Kong Tzu. And also we talk about art of a media war. Mao Zedong is famous for his quotation on the newspaper is a weapon of politics, military, and economics. And we're familiar with Trump's quotation also. This actually is a real book, handbook about Trump's quotation. <laughs> and uh, this is my talk uh, during a CGTN uh, news commentary, whether this trade war going on in between US and China. I call it more media war instead of a trade war. And Trump is very famous about using the art of a war strategy for his war of business and now war of politics and the media war. His book is about the art of a deal. And now I think he's practicing another art of media war. That's his uh, very good at all. So White House, the spinning machine against the media, in, uh, media network, is every day there's something going on for the media war. And here, the small letters, I don't know if you can see, it's very updated, Trump's media war quotation. His personal tweet on May 8th, he talked about, very friendly, about Chinese President Xi Jinping. He will have a 8.30 phone conversation with him. And back to April 11th, he will have the very international political marketing cards to play about China, play about North Korea, and play about Syria. That's his own quotation about how he would play this international political marketing. And we talk about the media war. This is art of media war in many applications, in military war, in cyber war. Also, on March 22nd, this is more media war applied to his domestic affair. We all know the Stormy War story. And this is very interesting. I want to elaborate more. Is originally, 
CBS scheduled an interview for Stormy Dennis on the 60 Minutes program, which is one week later on that March 22nd. But suddenly, CNN used to be on the left side, which is every day fighting like a media war against the White House spinning machine. They suddenly put out an interview with another unknown person, the McDougall issue. Also, the similar was bought for $130,000 to keep silent. But this time, it's exposure. Nobody knows CNN's uh, interview was such an unexpected event. So under that kind of uh, explosion, Trump, on the same day, starts the trade war with China. I don't know if this something relates to his Sun Tzu strategy, how to dilute, to direct the attention of the media. So there's all kinds of war between geoeconomics or geopolitics. And Sun Tzu's art of war is applied to commercial management field, even to the chicken war. And this, my sons love this, is as the art of war for lovers, which 20 years old boy, they are really study hard on the art of lovers. And back to the old quotation from President Nixon, he's calling the press is the enemy. But more from that quotation, he's also calling the professors, which is at that time, the intellectuals criticize his Watergate events, and he called the professors also enemy. I hope our students here don't think so. <laughs> and the famous quote from Tony Blair is, the media is the only sector which is not under public scrutiny. I like this book very much, but the only one thing different is he published the book after his political life. And this is CNN, how to fight the fake news war, which every day there's a channel of CNN, I guess they have CNN International, that's what usually we see abroad, but in domestically they have two channels, Headline News and CNN Breaking News, that's like every day dealing with current affairs in the White House in the country. Mostly it's criticized what Trump is doing in the White House. And it's like soap opera, I can watch every day. And this, of course, the war propaganda or terrorism propaganda. It's seriously about the media war, which is being practiced every day, but not necessarily studied, studied by the strategists. I think that's definitely a field which is worthwhile to study for our students and faculties here also. And you know the International Federation even put out the fake news is an enemy, how to fight the fake news with several strategically uh, methods, principles, how to fight them. Of course, this, I happen to be, the family name of my, is also Sun, so I can, 
call myself Sun Zi because I'm so old. And for the art of media war, it's applied everywhere. The reason I put here is because academic research field, I'm doing international political marketing, which is applied to the political marketing uh, principle to the cross-border, cross-cultural field. I'll go quickly flip through the theoretical framework of this political marketing structure. So currently, there's a major group in Europe study political marketing. Political marketing, in sense, is like any marketing. The core concept is exchange. Instead of push or propaganda, push your message, political marketing goes through the voters' behavior psychologically, how to exchange the ideas with the uh, media with the public. So there's a journal of political marketing, which uh, I was one time on the board of editory. And there's the American Marketing Association uh, have some public uh, definition and subject research on this field, political marketing. Mostly used by the political consultants, they also use the term of political management. Okay, this book is got out hand. The handbook of political marketing costs so much, I don't know how they can promote the concept. This is like a forbidden price on the book. And in China, I was the first one to introduce the concept of political marketing in Chinese. This is a journal article I did in, back in, 19, uh, in 2007. Then there's a, the first textbook in marketing which I wrote a chapter inside for the political marketing chapter. And the mono book I did with another Fudan professor is published by Fudan University. So basically, there's three top universities in China, Tsinghua, Fudan, and Peking University. This is the one, the recent one more about international political marketing, which I'm the first one to define this concept worldwide. I remember 30 years ago when I studied in US for marketing, there's very little research or teaching on international marketing. I hope 30 years later, this international political marketing, the nation branding and the image and also the soft power research will be a major field for study. So I welcome every graduate student or whoever interested in the subject Contact me after this. I will be available 24-7. <laughs> okay, just joke. My wife will be very unhappy. <laughs> okay. This is the model I established for the three parts of political marketing. Basically, political marketing started with electoral political marketing, then developed to the governmental political marketing, which is after the White House. You continue political marketing for your policy, for your next, next term, and for what we call permanent political marketing, permanent campaign. So there is, in the world, there's political marketing international conference. 
So I would encourage students you look into it if anything subject like this you are interested, including international public affairs and all this uh, lobbyist, all the subject deal with public opinion. It's a worldwide study. And the model will talk about more voting behavior for political marketing. Basically, it's like any marketing field study. The essence, the core of marketing, we call it psychological. It's a science behind the management. So we're all familiar with this psychological model. Pavlova's dog experience. I think everybody is enjoy your food now, so I won't elaborate about salivation. <laughs> okay, psychological conditioning, and this picture I think is very interesting. If you look at it, it's more like the dark side. It's Bill Clinton blowing his saxophone, and if you look close on the bright side. It looks like Hillary Clinton with a curly hair and lipsticks. But politically, to those transgenders, they will ask, this is both female and male figure. So you will never be politically correct. So I made this model for voting behavior. Since we only have 15 minutes, if you are interested, we'll talk more about this model later. So, this relates to the media war for the elections. Campaigning is always like a war. You're fighting against your opponents in the election. But, after all, they are all belong to the same party, in this case, Democratic Party, you see the <laughs> difference. Nothing is personal. And in, obviously in 2016, Trump won the media war and won the election by fighting a very tough campaign, initially against 16 candidates in his Republican Party. And you can see all these candidates they are all very shrewd politicians. They are very talkative, much more if they stand here, they can talk three days instead of three hours. This is how the fight is severe. And after the famous video exploded, they are talking about trunk locker room talk. And the next group of political marketing studies is what we call governmental political marketing. In any government, we call this political technology. In China, they welcome this technology, how to deal with promoting government policy, ideology. You all need some kind of exchange with your public on the ideas. Exchange is the key word. You are not pushing, you are not making any propaganda, but you are making people willing to accept your concept or policy. So we talk about all kinds of war, the war within the White House. And Joseph Nye is a famous soft power, smart power. This novel, seldom read by people, it's vivid 
picture about how inside the three group, the State Department, Pentagon, and the White House, how they fight the media war. And this famous quote, at that time, Mayor Bloomberg is a Republican mayor, and he's very bold to promote his ideology. He openly said, we are here to get things done. We're not here to debate, because you elect me to be the mayor, I won't get things done. That famous example is, he changed the Times Square into pedestrian-only zone. That, in a democratic society, you will have lots of media work over there, but he didn't. For the Democrats, they have a famous quote in this book, Hillary, I quote her as saying, even if you are 100% correct, if you want to get things done, you still have to compromise with those who disagree with you. I think that's true in any democracy. And we talk about CNN effect, how CNN break this fellow, his uh, son of Governor Cuomo, and his a lawyer background, very strong background fighting the media war. Every day if you watch the breaking news CNN, you can see him criticize the White House policies. And of course, Fox is always on the right, and Fox is helping Trump to fight his media war by saying media is running permanent obstruction campaign against Trump. So you can see where Fox is standing. Sorry. So the CNN story started with letter. I don't have time to go detail, and I will quickly. This famous picture is how the White House group fighting the media war. Of course, like any war, you always have casualty. In this case, the casualty is very heavy. Out of the six figure, four of them already died. <laughs> so this is my model about international political marketing. We won't have time to go through. But this famous quote about who is paying for the Mexican war. There's a war inside the US also, the media war on this issue. And this is very interesting. International political marketing is like spaceship, cross-culture, cross-border. It's a very famous case how Trump used his Twitter to fight the media war. In one case, he's talking about the Paris Accord. He's announcing, I'm going to announce US policy, which is international policy guideline with Paris Accord. He's personally controlling the media. Wait until I give the first announcement on my policy instead of other country, this announcement should be given by the State Department. I'm okay with time. So, instead of talking about Confucius' idea, I think it's better 
we studied three groups of the Chinese history and the philosophy, which started with Laozi, we talk about Tian Ren He Yi, is how make harmony among man and nature. And for Confucius, Ke Ji Fu Li, how to sacrifice for the virtue. And lastly, strategy-wise, Sun Zi is very useful for any commercial school, media, politics, sports, and war, of course. And this million-dollar question, whether the media war will lead up to peace or Trump's impeach. <laughs> and back to Professor Wang Dong's point, we call it re-globalization or deglobalization. The examples are vivid. The popularism going on around the globe nowadays, including the Brexit, the popular election for Trump against any idealists and any trade war going on against the free trade, the free movement of human knowledge and goods. So my conclusion is based on this uh, good, I don't need to do the calculation. <laughs> okay, as the re-globalization, I think myself view is supporting the idea because as David said, I'm the international director of Business Research Institute of Chester University. So I go teaching and research in UK, but I live in US and do closely monitor for political marketing events. And also, of course, I speak Chinglish from China. So with this globalization, you're welcome to discuss with me anywhere in the world. Thank you.